The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So John 12, verse 23, and I'm reading from the NIV. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. So this hour that Jesus is in right now, and we know that it's not like we interpret our right. We interpret our as, okay, this meeting is going to be from 7 to 8. That is an hour. But for Jesus, he's like this season, this process. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Okay, so now we're building from the story about the sower, which we read from Matthew 13, where the sower went out to sow seeds, and some fell by the wayside, some fell on rocky ground, and some fell amidst thorns. Scripture did not say that that soil had a texture that was stony or hard or whatever, but it fell in the midst of thorns. There were thorns around it. So it could be a fertile soil, but there were thorns around it. And then some fell on good fertile soil. And they were able to multiply to 30%, 60%, and 100%. So Jesus Christ did in the pre those soil as the heart of a person. And the seed was the message of the kingdom that came from heaven because the sower is Jesus and bringing the message of the kingdom and releasing it upon the hearts of people. And some hearts were by the wayside on a path that has been trampled upon and too hardened. So when the seed fell on the wayside, the enemy came and stole the seed. And Jesus Christ said, that when the message of the kingdom is released and a person does not understand it because the soil is hardened from being stepped upon or from the condition of that person's heart in the interpretation, then the enemy comes to steal it quickly. So you never get to understand the message of the kingdom. In this case, Satan comes himself. He doesn't need to send a demon to do his job. And we did also say that the ones that fell on rocky soil when they sprouted, the sun scorched them and they no longer continued to grow. And the third soil, we found that when it fell among thorns, it was interpreted by Jesus that those are the cares and the worries of this world and the deception of riches that chokes a person who has received the message of the kingdom. And then finally, this seed on fertile ground shows a heart that is after the Lord and willing to receive the message of the kingdom, no matter how difficult it is, they are willing to sit on it, they are willing to process it, they are willing to follow through with God until that revelation begins to multiply within them and they can be a blessing and the harvest from that seed is able to yield so much fruit up to 30%, 60%, and 100% in the way of enriching that soil and enriching the people around them. That soil, that means your heart continues to grow and become stronger and love for God and fellowship is heightened and your heart wants for nothing but Jesus and you're constantly seeking to do his will. So you're able to multiply to those around you, your family, your friends, your acquaintances, your co-workers. You keep multiplying because your heart is that fertile ground producing 
great harvest. But today I want to narrow in on the seed itself. The last teachings have been centered on the soil, which is the heart. But this message, I titled it, The Sower Becomes the Seed. So this is how revelation comes. It comes and it keeps expanding. As the Lord is bringing this revelation, I want us to embrace it that the sower now is becoming the seed in this verses. And this is how he explains the process of the seed. Last week, I did mention the other side that the Lord was revealing that Adam was a seed of God released upon the earth in the garden of Eden. And Satan was that thorn that came and choked him with his own suggestion, with his own way of thinking and squashed him into not fulfilling God's way and into where all humanity became because of his failure. Scripture says that the first Adam was a living being, but the second Adam is a life-giving spirit. So whereas he was just living as a being on earth, just a human being without the activation of the spirit because his spirit man had receded, the body and the soul had taken over. Jesus Christ, the life-giving spirit now gives life. So as we say the seed now, in this case, just like we said with Adam being the seed, the first man, I want you to Take your mind back to another scenario that Jesus is showing us now. That in this case, he is the seed. In this case, he's about to talk about he is the seed. As we go forward, every time I talk about Jesus, I'm going to talk about us. As I take on Jesus, I bring us into the picture because scripture says that as he is, so are we in this world. So Jesus is talking about this seed now. He said, unless this kernel of wheat, others' interpretations say, unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. Again, I've taught you guys on patterns. When the Godhead said, let us create, they followed a pattern. And just like the seed has to die in the soil, Jesus Christ, the sower becoming the seed, had to die. Oh, that's good. Oh. Thank you. Next verse, please. Oh, verse 25. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Amen. So he's explaining from verse 24 of John 12. The second part of it is, before that seed dies... It remains only a single seed. So before Jesus gave his life, he was just Jesus, the only begotten son of God. But if he dies, then he produces many sons. This is where you and I come into the picture. So when that seed dies, just like we see in nature, that seed is buried and it dies. Then it produces many seeds because then it sprouts and grows and begins to thrive and that thing you saw like a little round or oval shaped nothing becomes this huge tree and produces fruits and within those fruits are many seeds this is the process that Jesus underwent as well it was not okay for the Godhead to just have one son 
So that son was going to die as the seed so that he can produce you and I. We are the many seeds now in the picture. You and I are the many seeds. Wow. So he's saying now that if anyone loves his life, he will lose it. If you love that life, you become that one single seed and you're so caught up with yourself. If you die, you spent your life just being caught up with yourself. You're not ready to grow. Then it's just you. There's no fruit from you. So he's saying that if you love your life so much, you will lose it. Understand that you're a seed and there's so much more to you. You've got to die to have more seeds to produce to expand to be a blessing while anyone who hates their life in this world he said in this world it is not self-hate it's not self-condemnation it's not any of that bitter stuff it's about not being controlled by the thorns those thorns that choke the seed from growing and germinating that is the world if you hate those thorns, you will not let them influence you because you hate the thorns around you. The cares of this world, the worries, the things, the riches of this world, because you are not caught up with them, then you will keep your life and your life will be a blessing through the earth and into all of eternity. Next verse, please. Verse 26. Whoever serves me must follow me and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Okay. We will step into another layer now. Whoever serves me must follow me. So because we serve Jesus, we are his followers. Wherever Jesus goes, we go. Whatever Jesus says, we say. Whatever Jesus does, we do. Jesus was a follower of the father. So he said that, I do not do a thing except I first see my father do it. So as we see Jesus as our leader, as the firstborn of God, I don't know how the world feels about being a servant, but in these terms, I would gladly be his servant 10 times over. This servant of God does what God does. Whatever the master says to do, he does it. And then he says, where I am, this is the layer I'm taking us to right now. Where I am, my servant also will be. Where is he now? In heaven. Thank you. Where are you now? Uh-uh. Okay, I'm going to repeat it again. And where I am, my servant also will be. Okay, heaven. Thank you. Is anybody confused about that, that you're in heaven right now? Yeah, I am. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Please be very transparent. I want us to go through this and know it. So, please open to Ephesians 2 from verse, read 4 and 5. Ephesians 2, verse 4 and 5. Yes, okay, verse, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Oh, okay. You understand now? Yeah, okay. Beautiful. 